0: Hi, this is Campus Pastor Scott Lasea, and I want to welcome you to the Chunky Theological Salsa podcast, special edition Advent. Welcome once again to Advent, to this intentional season of looking forward to waiting, to expecting, and to longing for the Messiah to come once and for all. This is Charles Farhadian, Professor of World Religions and Christian Mission at Westmont College. Let's pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. I invite you to take a few seconds in silence. Our scripture today is Isaiah 2, 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the later days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. And many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. These are the words from prophet Isaiah. While they are from the mid 8th century BC, the invitation they extend echoes down through the millennia to our own day. It's no wonder that early church leaders called the book of Isaiah the fifth gospel, for it so clearly communicates that the most powerful God in all the universe exhibits unrelenting commitment to the people who repeatedly showed themselves unfaithful. But God's mission to redeem the world and bring peace, would nevertheless succeed. By the time of Isaiah's writing, the nation of Israel had been divided into Israel in the north and Judah in the south. Israel was conquered and taken into captivity by Assyria in 722 BC. People in Isaiah's day didn't trust in the promises of God. Many had aligned themselves with false promises idols, and worse. Isaiah pictures the mountain of the Lord indicating the presence of God to give God's people hope in a time of conflict and chaos. God's promises of salvation would not only extend to the Jews, but to all nations, all people that put their faith in Him. Remember that great vision of heavenly worship in Revelation 7, There was a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the lamb. They cry out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Isaiah extends that invitation to us today to go up to that mountain of the Lord so we can learn his ways. What a great day that will be when people from all nations and languages will be gathered together in peace before the Lamb, before Jesus Christ himself. Isaiah then speaks of God as restoring sinful people, all people who put their faith in him into a relationship of peace. Now that's good news. I'd like to share a practice that I encourage you to observe today. Go outside in the dark tonight and imagine the scene. In the cold, in the dark, angels tell you not to be afraid. The one all our hopes hang on is here. Notice the emotions that well up in you and bring them to Jesus. He is here. Let's pray. God, at just the right time, you sent Jesus as a child to save humanity. Today, please cast out my sin. Enter in. Be born in me. Amen.